Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Four Jobbers Podcast. I am Ginger Heat, and can you believe it? All four jobbers are here. I am joined by the body from Kirkcuddy, Jordan Deves. How are you doing this week? Oh, baby, I'm feeling good. I'm feeling good. I'm, I'm fresh. Uh, I've just been told that we're now locked down for another month, so that's always nice to hear. Um, but yeah, other than that, do you know what? I've got my health, I've got tins, I've got the valley. What more do I need? What more do I need? Well, I know what you need in your life. You need a, you need a nice big glass of milk. So how about we get him in here? He is the waxy snake. He is the milky mamba, the wax mamba. How are you doing, son of dentist? What is going on? Oh, not much. Just another week in paradise, a.k.a. my small apartment. You know how it is. <laughs> I know the struggle. Uh, I think uh, a few of us in here definitely do. Jordan's now locked down in his flat. I've been locked down in mine since March. And Jason is him. Is, is him. He has him. His I am him. Watching the COVID shit on my TV. I'm listening to the Quebec. <laughs> Uh, no, but Jason also locked down in his box, so why don't we bring him in as well? Let's get everybody out here. He is the enigmatic. He is the charismatic. He's the bizarre. He is the mysterious, but he's also pretty wonderful. He is. They hate Jason. How are you doing this week, mon ami? Well, I just watched Groundhog Day recently, and that pretty much sums it up. That's fair. Yeah. Yeah, that's very fair. Actually, that's a great film. I might go back and watch that myself. It's a great film to watch, not to live. No, that's true. <laughs> that, that's true. That, that's reasonable to say. Oh, oh what, what's he opening here? A chromebacker. Chromebacker. So I'm on the Wobbly Pops tonight. We're going to have a chromebacker. What are you guys drinking? I'm, I have champagne. Maybe I should open it. A little bit I'm of the on, bubbly. Uh, I've got a... A little bit of the bubbly, Jason. Of the bubbly. That would have been sick if you had an intro <laughs> like that. I've got some Belfield and another local brew from Cold Town. Lovely. Double fist. Mm. Double fist in it. Water. H2O. Oh. Milkman's drinking some water. But it's going to go in a bit burger glass, but, uh, you know, I don't it care. Does the job. It's still a cool glass. Yeah, there you go. Still got uh, some German uh, stuff Identity crisis. From the soccer. All right, so, I mean, Jordan, you had, a, you had a nice plan for the beginning of this week. Why don't you tell us? how you wanted to kick this episode off absolutely well there's a couple of things that we want to talk about this week of course the world of wrestling as ever moves on every single week so there's always something fresh to talk about and we will get to that in due course we also had a beautiful bit of homework from jason this week and we'll come to that a little bit later on as well we're all very excited ish uh, about the the homework <laughs> tasks that we have this week ish but of course First, we're going to move over to that milky, dairy, no oat milk, none of your soy pish, full-on, full-fat, dairy, no semi-skim, no skim, milky match of the week with the wax mamba himself. Ryan. Yes. What's been going on? What, What do you think? Well, first of all, I'm glad we finally recognize that to maximize our listeners, we really need to pull them in with clearly our best, most exciting segment, because I'm, I'm the only one who gets to talk. I'm going to listen to you jobbers. But in all seriousness, uh, we had some nice material this week. We had some good contenders, if you will. I'll, I'll list did, a couple yeah. that I could I have will. picked. 
but did not, ultimately. Uh, we had a very nice match between Shinsuke Nakamura and Jey mm. Uso. A nice back and forth, some storyline behind Absolutely. it. Uh, and in the middle of a resurgence for Shinsuke as well, which I do like. He's even uh, got his old entrance music back. That's right, which is, that's, that was my favorite of his, so I'm glad yeah. he's got it back. Uh, we had another great cracker of a match between Ricochet and AJ Styles, to the surprise of nobody. We had some really great tag team action on NXT with the beginning of the Dusty Rhodes Classic. So there were some great matches featuring the Undisputed Era, Breezango, the Grizzled Young Veterans, who are certainly a team to keep an eye on uh, down in NXT. But all of these matches didn't quite make the milky 1%, 2%, 3.25% 3 full-bodied dairy lactose intolerant milk match of the week that has to go to two men one who is certainly underutilized right now and one who is perhaps the most underutilized superstar of all time in the wwe and that's daniel bryan versus cesaro in just a singles match uh, on friday night smackdown and again, one of those, we shouldn't really be surprised that these are two of the WWE's best. Of course, they're going to put on a good show. They have great chemistry in the ring. Um, I really like Cesaro in general. I don't know how he hasn't been a world champion already. But I, and, and, and he can't talk, that's why. He can't talk, but he's not terrible. Could Kane really There's, talk? That's it. He is terrible, There's, I think. I, there I are lots agree. of guys that can't talk, though, that have won. There are... And he yeah, can, yeah, he can Hart, talk somewhat. True. Sorry, Bret Hart. But that's I from mean, the past. You know, like all that to say, I mean, you heard Drew McIntyre go on the Broken Skull session with Stone Cold Steve Austin, who is the most underrated superstar in the WWE, and he said the default answer is Cesaro. And I completely agree. And Daniel Bryan, we know Daniel Bryan. I know some of us here are not huge fans of Daniel Bryan, but I don't think anybody can deny that he is a damn good wrestler. Good action. Oh, one of the best technical wrestlers, yes. even though I've never been a big fan of his character for whatever reason. Um, I'm liking him now, and I'm liking what he's doing, and it's kind of getting... I don't know if it's getting to the point now where I'm expecting him to lose to put over somebody. He, you know what I mean? He's a bit Which like I don't a Jericho, a late-stage Jericho. <laughs> he, he provides yeah. some legitimacy to the mid-card. I think he's right. there to elevate. You know, this is a former champion. I don't expect him to be a world champion ever again in WWE. I think he's towards the end of that portion of his career but beating Daniel Bryan still matters to an extent and it still builds you and if, if that's where they're going with Cesaro if that's where they're going with Shinsuke I'm all for it but again wrestling wise this was the match of the week for me that's a great call um, I guess it depends how you win as well right like <clears throat> I keep thinking like Daniel Bryan's like I, I really figured Cesaro was going to win unless they were going with some storyline right so did it really matter? No, because so many times I got lost in that match because of how good it was, because of the storytelling. Now, Jason and I talked about this. Imagine if there was some story, if there was something else besides the good wrestling, if there was something they were fighting for, if it was literally to move even up and down the rankings. Even to get a better Royal Rumble number or something, you know? Yeah, sure. Anything. I mean, this you is get, a match. You get better that... odds. 
Okay, yeah. even if you don't get better, you could. That's a great idea. You can make it we, up because it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. <laughs> Just make it up. Yeah, it doesn't even the, matter. This was a match that wasn't even like. Um, what's the phrase told me about scheduled it beforehand? Or... Scheduled. That's the one. There we go. Oh, <laughs> it was thrown together, really? Yeah. Welcome uh, to our regular schedule. Because programming. we weren't expecting Cesaro to appear, and then suddenly he came out to be ring announcer for Shinsuke's match, and he was like, "Oh, Cesaro's. Oh, he's back. Oh, oh, now he's got a match against Daniel Bryan." And you're like, "What? Does he?" Yeah, he was. Uh, Daniel was backstage with Otis and uh, Chad Gable, and Cesaro came over, and they're. They had words, and there's the match. And and that's fine. If that's how you want to play that, I don't have a problem with that. He's he's come back. He's been away for a few weeks or whatever. He comes back. He bumps into somebody, and he goes, oh, you're back, aye? Well, you're a prick. And he, aye? Oh, well, you're a prick, I know. And then they get into a match. That's fine. I don't have a problem with that. But somebody like Daniel Bryan and somebody like Cesaro, two weeks before... A Royal Rumble pay-per-view, you're telling me you couldn't have come up with something better to make me interested in going, oh, I really want to watch that now because this is the number 30 spot or the number 25 spot or, or, or just anything, anything, anything. But yeah, it it was a great match. It, in in pure wrestling terms, I, was, I would have been surprised if he didn't pick this, to be honest, because it was an absolutely beautiful match. And it is a shame that it was just a match. It is. It is, but as, as the rules that I and I alone designated and therefore, I, even if I express frustration about it, I really have no one to blame but myself. We go pure wrestling. How was the match itself? That is top. Storyline, be damned. Or lack thereof. <laughs> For sure, and I think it's just, since you brought it up, we want to expand upon of it course. now because it's, like you're saying, it, it, it deserves it 100%. Whether Absolutely. I agree with you or not doesn't matter. But in this case, I do. I think the wrestling in this match was fantastic, and that's why, after it was done, I went, wow. Like, imagine the potential here. You know, these two guys are so good together. Like you said, that chemistry, it's such a smooth working match, but it was physical. Uh, I, I felt like it was pretty stiff, which I enjoy more, um, for sure, because it adds that extra to it. And these guys, with some sort of incentive, will just bring me into it even more. And yeah. it's just so easy for them to have these matches that... If you have a ranking system or something, a, a percentage system for the Rumble, that, like we said, doesn't even matter, it would have just made it just a little bit more interesting, so I understand more why they're fighting. And I think then, they would as well. They, they, they could do what they did a couple, of, was, yeah, a couple of years ago now with Kofi. You know, it was around about this time a couple of years ago, Kofi was just another tag team member for the New Day, but he, he had one really good match. And the, everybody was talking about it, and then suddenly it was, well, hang on a minute, should we try and push him into the main event? And he made it into the Elimination Chamber, and then he won the damn title at WrestleMania. I mean, <laughs> how could you see that happen for somebody like Cesaro, or actually even Daniel Bryan? Like, they, they put on this match. Is it possible that they listen and go, well, actually, you're right, that was a bust-ass match. Let's put one of them in the main event picture now. Um, the only problem with that is like Kofi wasn't on his own, but he was with arguably the best, according to Brad, tag team of all time. Best for me, one of the best groups of all time. Super overact, and he can talk his ass off and wrestle his ass off. And it was just 
you know, it was his time. I, I don't I don't think people care about Cesaro. They always say he's a great wrestler, he's physical, great match, but he can't talk, he's not interesting, and that's why he hasn't gone anywhere. I don't and think that's he can't talk fair. is you keep always bringing that up. I don't think that's the biggest thing. I think it's more that he doesn't have a character. Mm. He's had characters, but he can't Who's his character? He can't like foreign, he's not a good promo. The guy. <laughs> no. The Swiss, Swiss side. He was even the, okay, the proud American for a while, wasn't he? Well, that was yeah, haunted. that was a bit weird. But the main thing that that Cesaro has is he's strong and he's a good wrestler. That that's been his yes, character. Yes, there's no denying that. He can talk a bit. To, yeah, he can speak physically. Yes, when he was with <laughs> the bar, <laughs> the bar, there was good yeah. banter between him and Sheamus. But Sheamus is a good talker, in my opinion. But that's why you, if you have a guy who doesn't, you know, isn't a great character or great at talking, you put him with someone who is. And see what they comes had, out of didn't that. Didn't they do that with Cesaro? Wasn't he with someone that could talk? Like a was manager? He not, like Shinsuke? He not, <laughs> he was with Heyman, wasn't he? Yeah, was he, he not was. a Paul Heyman guy at one point? Yeah. I'm sure there was, it was there a brief He's stint. the only failed Paul Heyman guy, I think. Uh, Curtis right? Axel. What do you mean? He was great. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, all well, that to was say just, that yeah. my milk match of the week is very rarely my uh, one good of the week because I totally agree that when you do expand the context of a match then yeah of course if there's no story to go around it there's no sort of context that the match exists in then what you've got is a great wrestling match that doesn't really mean anything so I I 100% agree that this match is great in a vacuum Uh, unfortunately once you once you get out of that vacuum yeah it's kind of a nothing match yeah, as as it stands, at least. But we are not there to judge, or poke holes or fun at your milky goodness. Mm. We're not nothing, here to curdle. No. We're not here to curdle the milk <laughs> at all. I'm here to no put some milk. syrup in the milk. I'll yes, the we're, milk. we're not going to put any. Like, do you guys have Nesquik? We're not going to yes. put any Nesquik in it. Change the flavor. We're not going to do any of that. Vanilla, straight I mean, up strawberry, milk. vanilla, Nesquik. <laughs> vanilla Nesquik in my milk. No, I don't drink that strawberry Nesquik. Nah, chocolate only. Chocolate yeah. milk. Yeah. Have a nice milk. And there it is. Class. Thank you. Thank you, Waxy. Thank you. <laughs> and that's the show. <laughs> <laughs> I figured Jordan was going to bring us into our next segment, and why not? Why not pass it over to you, Jordan? You made the schedule today. Let's hear. What do you think we should talk about next? Absolutely. Well, I, I, you're absolutely right. I did make the schedule today, so that I know I usually sense. got it, but I'm figuring why not? You know, why not? Uh, why not yeah, bring us along know, let's, here? Let's you know? mix it up. You know, what have we what have we got to lose other than some listeners? Um, what listeners? <laughs> a handful yeah. of them. Uh, yes. Uh, the next thing that we were going to look at was just the week of wrestling. Um, so I wanted us to obviously, as ever, give your one good, if you can find one. And try and keep it to one bad if you can. Um, if not, that's okay. I'm fine with it. It's all good. doesn't matter. <laughs> but here we go. We've got one good, one bad. <laughs> yeah, we need a theme. Just get a theme for that. Yeah, one is need good theme. and one is pish. <laughs> Jason, you could make a rap for it, or Jordan, you could make a song for it. We have two incredibly well, cool musically well, cool gifted jobbers in this group who, in classic jobber fashion, never pursued. I've actually uh, jobbed beyond, it. You know. 
You're, you're, you're both have played a, a few shows. You both done well. You both yeah. have made a couple uh, songs on yeah, the recording one machines. Is far more talented and has a beautiful voice and the other is Jordan. No, it's definitely him. It's you not need me. You to bring out me. your rap persona more, Jason, just because that's an, a different my energy. You know, persona. like It's my real persona. I've been hiding it. Yeah, well, bring it out. Jason's the fake one, is it? Class. <laughs> well, let's have a look at Jason. let's have a look at one good, one bad, um, and let's let's move over to that enigmatic freak sitting there in the beanie, rubbing his eye because he's he's probably got I don't know cocaine in it from some <laughs> pink eye. Oh, or he's got pink guy. I was going to go with some like really crazy party animal vibe, but if you want to so go like... with pink guy because somebody farted on a pillow, that's all good. <laughs> How do you get pink eye when you're isolated and socially distanced? I, I don't. I don't know. Me neither. I'm sure you can wow. still get your shitty particles in your eye. You're always scratching your ass. Yeah, Self-inflicted yeah. pink eye. <laughs> Friendly fire. I don't have well, pink eye. Jason. Go for it. Take us off with one good one um, bad this week. I was really, I, I don't know, I'm trying to think of a good. I watched all of SmackDown, like okay. legit, and I put, had Raw on in the background, the whole thing. Um. Okay, I'm just going to say my one good is uh, Charlotte Flair versus Lacey Evans with uh, Lacey Evans having you know sexual intercourse with Ric Flair, or at least insinuating that they are, right? <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. And uh, I think the announcer, whoever, Corey Graves, yeah, he's like, uh, Ric Flair is 20 years her senior. And I'm like, I looked it up. I'm like, no, it's like 40 or something, <laughs> 20. I'm like, what are you talking about? <laughs> it's 40, well, 41 years, 41 years. I, I, like, I like where it's going because I think Lacey Evans is a cool character and she deserves a go at the queen. Why not? It'll be great. They're both very powerful, this menacing good forces. For yeah. This is after you told me that you hated this thing. You thought it was so stupid. No, I didn't say I hated it. I said I just... my good. I... <laughs> 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 the only redeeming thing that I had for this week. And listen, after you hated listen, it, listen, I convinced you, listen, and now you stole listen, it. Listen, listen, <laughs> what? Listen, I didn't say I hated this. I just don't understand how it came about. Like, I don't really agree with. I think it was a little blunt, but I like where it's going. It's like all of a sudden Ric Flair hates his daughter and <laughs> sabotaging her matches. Like why? Like what happened? It came about because the guys at the network said you need a racier content, and they went, "No bother. We'll make some young woman pump Ric Flair. That's all good." <laughs> okay, but couldn't couldn't they get in a fight? And Charlotte says, "I have no dad. You were a horrible father." Or something like that. Just something. I think something they did deep. that before already. Did they? Yeah, they did oh, it a while God. back. Where he, yeah, but he just went away crying like a wee girl. Um, but this time he went and pumped her mate. So like, I un- and I understand that part, like him coming out with her and going woo and wearing his robe yeah, and everything. Robe but like, so why? Good, is... Though her wearing the robe, like it was, yeah, it was, was fantastic. Troll, like that's I, it I thought they could have done more with it. Yeah, but I still liked that moment. I thought it was funny. But like, why does he want her to lose her matches? Like that's what we're all know? trying to figure out still. They, they, they keep, okay, they keep okay. asking so that question. I'm interested. They're not, I'm interested. Yeah, it's drawing That's me. why it's a good. But I don't like how it came about, but, you know, it could flesh itself out. Yeah. Um, it's weird, for sure. It's, it's, it's WWE. It's weird as fuck, but it's somehow drawing me in. <laughs> but we've also been saying for weeks that the Raw women's division is very shallow. This is mm-hmm. how you elevate somebody like Lacey Evans. It's true. Yeah, it's I didn't true. care about Lacey Evans that before. Level. And it seemed yeah. like my, she was My good, only... But... My only trouble with it is 
they are elevating the women's division on Raw now. Excellent. It's good to see Charlotte Flair in a match against Lacey Evans. Great. Or Peyton Royce involved. You know, there's a, a big that was, that was Yeah, that was actually okay. However, that still doesn't involve Rolls. our Raw women's champion. That's the only problem with it, is that the only decent storyline with women on that show doesn't involve the champion. But we'll, I'm sure, I'm sure somebody will come to that at some point. Yeah, very possibly. I, I won't even get into um, that now. We'll see if it comes up at some other point. Um, it's written down here, I so do think it, we'll come back to it, if anything. I just think it's stupid that you, you gave these, these uh, the, you know, you gave Charlotte and Asuka the, the tag team titles, and now you've inserted them into singles feuds. Of course. That's kind of stupid. We all know that that's so ridiculous that it makes no sense that there's, <laughs> no. there's no tag division, so they stick them on the two most interesting people and put them into singles feuds. Like we said, it, it made no sense when they gave them the titles. But there's other women's I know, stuff but I going on. The, there's I, other women tag the, teams fighting. So why not just, well, why not just keep know. the belts on Shayna and, and Nia, like I said? What harm would it do if those two were still champion? Or or give it to the sexy muscle friends. Fine, no, 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 fine. No, give no, it to no, them. No, 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 don't do that. Sexy muscle friends. Don't friend. do that. Sexy muscle friends. And that was, that was some cheesy 80s stuff or whatever and yeah. had that song. That would actually be cool. And like Miami Vice no, colors. But, Maybe that'd be better. Yeah. Sexy muscle friends and dirty dogs. Whoever's naming the tag teams right now is <laughs> retribution. In a, in a, is really this is Ma- like Michael Michael Hayes surely. Yeah, it's got to be him that's naming them, right? <laughs> Maybe I would. Nobody beats the Freebirds. Yeah. <laughs> no, but I was because so they're supposed to be like these like dim-witted like not all there like sexy muscle friends like that's, <laughs> the, that's their thing. I, like yeah. they're supposed I to be like clueless. Their gimmick is that they're hot and they have muscles and they're friends. That's a good way to get. That's a horrible way to so get. So, in other words, every tag team that's ever existed. Yeah. yeah. Why couldn't they just? I was I was looking at like um, Shayna Baszler, right? When she steps in the ring and you and you and you watch her matches, she seems menacing and a huge threat. Yeah. But if you really look at her, she's not like the most in shape, like cut woman on the roster. Even Mandy Rose or Sachs or whatever. You because could say has a better, both, like, more strong physique. Yeah, both Mandy and Dana were bodybuilders. Exactly. That's but the they're difference. Presented... Shana, Shana's not a bodybuilder. She's a fighter. And we know that. But Everybody knows that. They touted that like so, crazy. They talked about it. They built it into her character. It's not like they hid away from it. That's built no. in. And not every character can be that. It's too serious. You do need some fun and goofy characters and... Yeah, but some if it's not working with them and it doesn't they don't do it well, then you gotta switch it. Maybe make Shayna a fun character. I don't know. She does both. Well, this well, is what though. this is what they talked about with Bailey, right? And Dusty Rose talked about it with her, and he's like, never, never change your ponytail. Yeah, she didn't connect. Like that she did. She was one of the most popular superstars in NXT. Oh, yeah, well, she came up. She was still insanely popular, selling tons of merch, but she didn't connect with maybe the majority of fans or definitely a, not a, the older a, demographic. A specific audience, yeah. But then. She did that huge switch. That's a huge risk because she was very successful at the other thing. She was making good you money. You say she's, that she's so better it's like, it's now, but judge, might... it's hard to judge on that, right? And say, when is it time for a wrestler to change their character and change it so drastically? Is it in Maybe. their mind they're th- they think they're doing well at that moment? Well, I don't think it has anything to do with them. It must right? be scary to change, that, to, to change that, your whole persona because you could change it and end up gone within weeks. 
Yeah, but I when you're know. already skating on thin ice and almost gone is what I'm saying. Yeah. And you're being tossed in random tag teams and, and all over the place. Yeah, some people, can... I think, need to make that shakeup and need to make that change, and they don't. You're definitely right. I don't know if it's up to them, though. That's the thing. Like, I don't want to criticize them personally. Like, they, they might not have any say whatsoever, and they just do the best with what they're given. You know? Yeah, I'm not sure, actually. <laughs> but, um, yeah, that, that's my good. <laughs> Somewhere in there. Oh, you can't hear it? No. Um, yeah, so that's my good. Yes. Uh, I, every time you do a, like your segment, like your good was just so many different things that we just talked about. <laughs> I totally forgot. Well, we were that's in this. good, isn't it? It's like, supposed to hell? lead discussion. <laughs> I know. It's just funny how it happens. I hope it, I hope um, it didn't take away from other people's. And if it did, well, we'll find other ones. <laughs> yeah, honestly, my bad is the, um, the Alexa Bliss playground segment with Asuka. Um, I get Oscar's supposed to be like fun and happy slash like a killer in the ring, but um, I just don't understand why she's like scared. You know, she's acting scared and and uh, with Alexa Bliss, I ju- I just don't get it. Like I I don't think it makes it look good, and she lost to Alexa. I don't know. I I had that not- same issue, uh, Jason. Like Oscar is always been built as like a tough you know freak of nature you know she she's she's the one who should scare other people with just how dominant she is how dangerous she can be and it's kind of weird for it all of a sudden to turn around and be afraid of alexa bliss but i I don't know the reason why is supposed to be because she's like this demon going in and out of being a fiend puppet like it's supposed to be haunting it's supposed to be scary and I just feel like every week they're making Asuka like dumber and like more goofy and like dancing around and not caring and I don't know I think she's moving too far away from it I understand it was part of the character now I think she's becoming a parody of the character and um, I, I don't know I just don't I don't like the the whole supernatural thing with the fiend and Alexa yeah. I'm just not feeling it neither do I neither do I that that but whole I do- thing uh, it, it's it bothers doesn't bother me it's just i'm not interested in it i don't i, I think yeah the age of the undertaker and those those yeah. supernatural characters is long gone uh i think it died with the undertaker um probably even before the undertaker quite honestly i think we all just let it be because it's the undertaker he's been around for so long and he's the last guy who can get away with it i just i don't know i yeah a lot of people so have that opinion but at the same time like the Fiend has been super popular for a while now. And it was building up into this great thing, and it became a thing on social media. It was played all over Fox and, like, all of this stuff, right? So I get why they keep going with it. And this Fiend character has given us a lot of good stuff. It's just now they're going into a weird direction, and we have to see where it goes. But it's definitely weird. But I don't know. I'm not, I'm not like it's, it's not like a huge d- bombing factor for me. It's not, like, horrible. It's just, like... I'll see where it goes. Uh, maybe it's because I like Bray Wyatt uh, that I have a little bit more tolerance for it. But I, like, I don't, I don't hate it. It's not the worst thing I've ever seen. Like, it's definitely weird. But I just don't care about it. But I do want to say that Alexa Bliss is really bought into the character, even though I don't care for the character. I do think she's doing well, and I'm sure a lot of people. There's, there must be people out there that enjoy it. So it's just not for me. But I do think she's doing a good job with that character. Yeah, I think like, again, she needs. To bring a character out and to make it fully realized and flesh it out, you need 
a good other character to bounce off of. And that goes with acting of any kind usually, right? So unless you're monologuing all the time. But she has someone to bounce off of. Unfortunately, for some reason, they paired her with Asuka, whose character right now is just a wild, goofy, crazy version of Asuka, which again, I don't really care. It's fine. It's not that bad. But as usual, the story isn't strong enough for me to bite into or any of us to care that much. It probably is less effective also because whereas Bray and Randy, Randy had been on sort of a destructive path, be you know, beating up all these people. Asuka hadn't really been doing a whole lot for mm-hmm. the past half a year at least. Like when's the last time Asuka was really in a match of real consequence in the WWE? I would wager it's been a while whereas at least randy was in these big title matches he was in you know he was has an oscar been, in, person. been defending her title I, well you can't even uh, think of a it? time can you well because no st- I, I remember things by storylines not by just the match itself unless it's a crazy wrestling match so for me there's been no real story but didn't she have a thing with like um was it sasha banks months ago they had a match, but it wasn't it just for Survivor Series, like champ versus champ? There was no real... Yeah, know. that's it. Yeah, okay. So, yeah, when's the last time she had, like, a good feud, for sure? But I think she's fought in matches along the way, no? She has, but it's not been the same as someone like Randy, who's been in the title picture, who's won the title, lost it. He's been with real competition. He's been built up as being sort of a, a destructive force. Oscar, of yeah, course, he was on we fire. know she's... Yeah. Asuka, we know she's a good wrestler. We know she's a good worker, but she's been feuding with who? Lana. She's been feuding with... uh, Yeah, she feuded with Sasha Banks. Yeah. Yeah. She's been in tag teams. It's not really been on the same level. So that's why maybe suddenly elevating Asuka into this storyline that's supposed to hold this bigger gravity to it, it doesn't... I don't know. doesn't work as well for me. Like, she had a thing with uh, Zelina Vega. She had um, mm. a championship bout with uh, Bailey. Um, but I think Zelina Vega and Bailey would be the two big ones. Uh, she's fought Sasha Banks for the title a few times. That was back in August. So it seems like the last time yeah, we like saw Zelina her, like, Vega in meaningful matches, it was like November. Until she won uh, this title the, the, with Charlotte. Yeah, I guess. And you could you could argue like look at Roman Reigns and argue like his opponents have been weak other than Kevin Owens, but like the the main attraction about that is the story and the character and all that and that aspect of it. And I don't think Oscar has that Norman. as much, you know. How's he doing? Hold on, Norman's uh being a pest. What's going on with Jordan? You want it? Did you drop out yet and pop back in or Jordan? Disconnect and reconnect. I've changed my mic to a different mic now. How does that sound? Try some more? Like, keep talking? Just go test, test, oh, test. Oh, sorry. Hello, test, test, test. Hold on the new, the building's on fire. Usually it sounds better than that. Oh, yeah? <laughs> hmm. Yeah. It sounds... In terms of what? Better in terms uh, no, of that's just because I muted Waxman for a second. <laughs> oh, keep talking, Jordan. Yeah, hello, <laughs> hello. My name is Jordan. Okay, it I, yeah, it's all right. Okay, there we go. Okay, 
Sorry, okay. I have no well, idea then. what happened. I was literally listening in and suddenly everything just died. I could see Weird. it and I was still on, but... <laughs> yeah. For a I bit we like, could hear you. I thought something was wrong. Uh, oh, and then, really? then we couldn't anymore. Anyway, Wax, can you talk just to make sure we hear you? Excellent. All right. Okay. Where did you get to? Sorry. Uh, Jason did his things and that was it. So, well, uh, let's move on. So... Next, thank you, Jason, for your incredible additions. Jordan is back with us now, so let's dive into Waxman. Let's go with your one good, one pish for this week. One good, one pish. Uh, yeah, okay, so it was an interesting week. Um, where was I going to go with both of mine? Why am I suddenly drawing a blank on both of them? <laughs> yeah, you can do come else back to me. Fun. Come back to me. All right, I'll go next then. Fine, no problem. Um, all right, so my pitch of the week. <laughs> what do you guys think my pitch of the week is? I already sent it to the group. Has it got something yeah. to do with uh, some high idiot getting some sandals? On? And you know what? It wasn't even the other stuff around it. The jokes yeah. were funny. Everything was good. But just some good stuff completely ruined by some stupid camel work and some stupid jobber yeah. stunt that just... You know, the, the jokes were funny. The stunt wasn't even necessary. I guess it adds to it a little bit for later. But just the stomp between Riddle's feet went nowhere close to his feet. And then he grabbed the wrong foot and fell on the ground. And it was just, as soon as it, it happened, awful. I was just like, my mouth dropped. I was just like, oh, my you said God. It yeah. was a good idea. Poorly you sent us the video. And I was like, I was watching. Like, <clears throat> this is quite good. What's his problem? Like, the whole thing with um, Shelton, when he's like, Listen, bro, I'll take the high road. And then Shelton was like, yeah, I'm sure you will. I was like, that's <laughs> class. That's a, that's a good joke. Like, I've yes. enjoyed this. And I was like, mm, what's the problem with this segment? Like, it seems to be all right. And then I saw what happened. I was like, really? These guys are getting paid stupid money to hold a camera at the right angle and act a particular way. Surely it's not that difficult, but apparently it is. Just a just a horrible horrible moment. I could go in lots of different directions. I'm I mean, just gonna as, stick with that one. As an actor yourself, of course, it's just you like have opinions. You got it. Anytime there's it a would, stunt, you should do one rehearsal at least. Just one. Give yeah. me one rehearsal. But uh, shout out to Riddle though. I like his character. I think he's, he's growing on. You can put him with all different people and get different things from it. Like he's a strong character. You know what to expect. He might from him. win. You don't he's know. Doing good. He could. Yeah, because he's a threat in the ring. Unless oh, yeah, he continues losing, and then dope. I'm gonna—that's gonna go away. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, it could go away. Be a comedy act. I think I think he'll win the U.S. title pretty soon because I think they're gonna try and push Bobby for a, a, a do it Drew McIntyre angle or something like that. Something. I'm, I'm down. Bobby Drew. They can fight retribution and yeah. just end them and send them away. Yeah, yeah. Just, just kill them. End them. Like actually Bobby versus kill. all of retribution. Yeah. Yeah, just a couple <laughs> fireballs to the face and away. Yeah, exactly. Yeah couple of lucha libre masks all right so my good of the week was going to be charlotte flair and lacey evans rick flair saga uh, it, it is my, my my it's interesting um obviously there's a few other things i like but i've talked about them so much so let's go in a different direction um let's go with i liked gilberg this week i thought that was good oh. and since our homework is teasing this you know the whole ms uh, whatever he does there is, is always entertaining so gilberg funny Glad he was there. Right after he was in my list, too. He was, he was on your light heavyweight list, yeah. Last episode, he's on my light heavyweight followed list. Followed by 
a bad and someone else can take that one. I don't care. So let's just say seeing Gilbert, it was funny. Uh, Give me a chuckle. And uh, yeah, that's it. So who wants to go next? Unless you Wax, want to say something, have you got your stuff together? Or? Okay, okay. Well, let's dive right in. As ever, as again a resident AEW mark, I'm going to touch on a couple of things from AEW. Hoping well. you would. Um, the first thing is, of course, we got to see Gallows and Anderson, the Good Brothers, on AEW in a match this time, not just appearing. Uh, in a match and I, I did you watch AEW this week Brad yeah um, the way that they appeared on the show was great so obviously it was teasing that it was going to be Kenny Omega and oh, as part of the elite uh, which is the Young Bucks in a six man tag against um, I can't even remember who they were against It was. I have to be honest though I didn't watch all of it this I watched That's obviously fine. I watched the main stuff but the That's uh, fair. The beginning it, card and stuff. It I was of no consequence forward. who they were against because okay, <laughs> it was all about them anyway. It was all. About I just them. wanted to see the the juicy stuff this week. Uh, exactly. I didn't have time to watch the uh, the other. So, obviously, we're expecting them to come out, and and he goes, "Do you know what, guys? You hold back. We'll take our entrance, in and you'll get your own entrance. We'll introduce you. Yeah. All right, okay." So they come to the ring, and they're like, Kenny's like, "Yeah," and then Don Callis is like, "Okay," and here they are, his two best friends in the whole world. <laughs> The Good Brothers and it, they can, oh, honestly, just it was so good to see them in a in a proper match again, exactly it's, as I remember them. It's in, so different. You give them these characters and they have presence. Okay, yeah. and I don't know if it's just Kenny because Kenny Omega has a presence to him as well. He walks into a building and he's just like, he's got that I own the building attitude. And now Absolutely. that these guys are back with him, they just have some fucking swagger to them, don't it's they? It's the like, same. It, it, it's kind of the same as what they had in in WWE but I felt like they were neutered a little bit like, it's exactly that they just have a, a swagger to them it's the same yeah. thing I feel like they're the same but they just have this this confidence to them that that's like this they, I guess they it's just the, feel more at ease more comfortable it's the PG version of them in WWE whereas yeah, exactly. we're now getting full on you know <laughs> um, so it was class to, to, to see them back um, for an actual match as well so I'm really this whole angle with Impact uh, Impact Wrestling and AEW seem to be like doing crossover stuff. I think is there's so much they could do with that, um, and they are doing with it just now in the women's division as well. Um, That's where they so, need some help for sure. Yeah, so the, although Take Conti, I'm liking Take Conti. Yeah, she, yeah, she's looking great. Like she's, <laughs> I mean, she's what three years in in terms of the wrestling business, and she's, she used to be in WWE. Well, like what a mistake. Yeah, I know what a it's mistake. Just an opportunity go. missed, isn't it? She's a but, legit uh, MMA fighter as well, which is cool. Yeah. So you know, like, she can actually kick people's ass IRL as well, which always adds to it. Exactly. Yeah, she's looking good, though. Um, I think you've also got one of our favorites, Emma. Emma Lena Obviously, slash uh, Tenille Dashwood <laughs> over on uh, Impact. And, and you know, she can make an appearance. Like, I'd love to see that's that. That's what she, I've been waiting for. That's going to be, you know, that's going to be my good instant. That's going to be class. <laughs> that's going to be class. So, yeah, there's it, this whole impact thing is, is really working for me on AEW. Um, and I'm only bringing it up because I think it was Jason sent us a little video. Darby Allen. So, Darby is about, what, five foot tall, right? <laughs> he's small. He's smaller than Wax. And Wax is a small dude, you know? But uh, <laughs> he he's in a match against Brian Cage, 
who is, I think when they did a weigh-in last week, he's like £105 more than him or something stupid like that. And it's like, you, what's going to happen here? How is this guy going to win? He did win his match and it wasn't really a schmoz. There was a bit of play outside the ring of course there was there needs to be something but it wasn't oh, i wouldn't i don't know it's not definitely not like but full this schmoz, the like. whole match was brutal as well though it just really really well worked i like this whole angle with sting and darby mm-hmm. they're both have kind of face painted outsider kind of characters it's great when they first um, when it first came out it seemed so cheese like when sting first yeah. arrived and stuff and it's gotten better since it's definitely getting there I, I like the fact that he's not done much or said much he just kind of appears and is a presence because that presence alone all we want right now. backs fine. up Darby. I'm fine yeah. with that. That's all we need. You've got Taz and Team Taz with Brian Cage and Ricky uh, Ricky Stark and all that kind of stuff. And then you've got Sting and Darby, and it's working. It really is. And Jason, you've touched on this before. A lot of times in WWE, there's uh, superstars that don't have any friends, right? So they just all kinds of pish can happen into schmoz fest. Well, Darby having Sting gives him a friend because he's that type of guy that normally wouldn't. So now at any time, Sting can show up with a fucking baseball bat and he can't get constantly, you know, gangbanged. <laughs> no, we don't want that. I think I, and if he does, that's fine. But I think in a, in a match, you don't want it. If I, if, I was, if I was getting my ass kicked by a bunch of guys, I definitely want a 70-year-old to But he has a baseball bat. For sure, so. That's the equalizer. Oh, yeah, okay. Something, right? It's the great equalizer, Jason. It's not a... So sledgehammer, but he needs a, I think he needs a gun. gun. Maybe that'll yeah. even it out. It's the wrestling world. <laughs> Sting's got a no, gun. You know, in wrestling, no one else has a gun, and like you know, so no, unless, unless you're the only Sting. Um, but yes, just wanted to bring those things up from AEW class again. Another great show. You're right. The women's division just now in AEW is developing. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. So there's a lot of work that, that they can put in there, but yeah, for for the most part, the show's show's great just now. So I'm really and I, I I plan to watch the full show again this week. I plan to watch it every week, but some weeks you can't. So that's okay. You know, I'll watch, a lot of the highlights, to watch and then I watch the the you know the major parts that I right now you know I'm a new AEW fan, so those parts are the ones that I'm really connected to. And I'm still learning about the rest. Like I don't I don't even know a lot about Impact to be honest. Hmm. But I'm excited to see what AEW does with it because I feel like they're going to do better with them than what Impact's doing, so I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, But anyway, on to the world of WW and an E. Um, One bad. One bad. I'm going to fire into it unless Jason touched on it. I don't know. I was having technical difficulties at that time but anyway I'm going to touch on it my one bad is, is Asuka I I hate it I, I just hate it I, I really want to see her do well and do you know what I don't even hate the fact that she got beat by Alexa Bliss I like that I actually thought that was a great end to that match because it makes Alexa look great as well I don't have a problem with that it's the fact that you bring her out into some nonsense talk show and she's terrified of Alexa Bliss why? She, they've never spoken before there's there's no reason for them really, for, for Asuka to be scared really they've spoken before for sure but I think oh, it's more because but, she's the fiend Yeah, but that's yeah. supposed to be the thing Like that's from my understanding of it is she's scared because Alexa is this demon character and she knows Alexa and now she's like 
constantly talking to talking to an invisible thing and and, and yeah, lighting so Randy's face like, on fire and yeah, and I get that, but you can't have your women's champion come out and be like like to the point where she wouldn't even sit near her or she she was like wincing at times and, okay, like, yeah. <laughs> and all that kind of you can't have that. She's the women's <laughs> champion, and you've got her in a feud that makes her look like she's. Billy Kay like <laughs> and I like Billy Kay just to say I, I do like what they're doing with Billy Kay just now um, she my good a few weeks in a row yeah there you go up until now uh, okay that's awkward but she did something um, good oh she was in uh, was it this week she whole... debuted with Riot Squad yeah she debuted with the Riot Squad this week that was which... very good I did like it she gave didn't legitimacy like, to the Riot like Squad didn't like how that match ended but anyway no, no. my fucking limelight um, <laughs> yeah it, it just it just irks me that you've got the women's champion in a feud that doesn't involve her championship at all. She is merely a pawn in another... F- she, do you know what, actually? She is a pawn in a feud with Alexa Bliss that's actually a feud between Randy and The Fiend. Like, if you look at it like yeah. that, you're using your women's champion as a kind of third-party jobber. It's awful. I hate it. I hate it. I really. I want to see her rip. So I want to see her set someone on fire, <laughs> and then scream something in Japanese. Let's do that. Come on. I just don't like it. It annoys me. Anyway, that's enough. That's where I was hoping it was going. I'm hoping it's going to bring the violent, you know, mist spitting Oscar back. Yeah. But when you put it like that, I, I'm starting to understand what all of you guys have been saying here. Is like the Oscar that we know is it's the one that grinded her. in NXT, grinded to get to where she exactly. is now, and not only that, grinded in Japan, fighting men, getting the shit kicked out of her in real life to get to this spot, and now she's this goofy character that's afraid of Alexa Bliss, and yeah, it, it's just some kitty stuff, and I, I I totally get that point, and I guess I'm cautiously optimistic, maybe because I'm such a big fan of those two that they're gonna make it work, and she's gonna have to she's gonna have to really. You're right, 100%. I need to see something. I need something some needs to happen. At this. Viciousness come out of her. Yeah, yeah that's a good mm. point. Yep. That, that, uh, you missed it, Jordan. You were having your technical My difficulties, apologies. but I said exactly that. It's, no, no, it's okay. It's enough that um, this is a supernatural e storyline that already stretches my suspension of disbelief. I have a lot of trouble believing that Asuka we know who Asuka is she's she's this monster she's this really really tough fierce competitor and I have nobody's difficulty ready for believing her that, exactly nobody's ready for her I have difficulty believing that suddenly she's afraid of Alexa Bliss regardless of what Alexa ready and willing right. anyway we'll move on because I'll get really annoyed and then you don't want me you don't want me when I'm annoyed Rip my shirt off in that. Nah, that's enough. Right, my one good. Jordan's nipples. They're not very nice, trust me. Um, uh, I've seen them. They're fantastic. They're very hairy. Um, <laughs> the nipple itself or around it? Uh, let me check. <laughs> There's a lush pink nipple under those hairs. hairs. You know. Anyway, that's enough. Right. My one good. My one good was actually um, Cesaro and... Shinsuke uh, that's what I'd written down anyway you know I penciled it in but the beautiful thing about pencil my friends Shinsuke. no sorry Cesaro and Daniel Bryan my apologies okay. 
Um, but yeah, the beautiful thing about pencil is that pencil can be erased with a rubber. I don't know if oh. you call them an eraser. Eraser. Them rubbers. A rubber is a condom. Well, we call them rubbers because they're made of rubber. <laughs> I could have erased my pencil with some rubbers. Yeah, that's what condoms you do. Rubbing it, around. I mean, genuinely, on the end of a pencil, you've got a rubber. No? We call it a pencil do you eraser. Keep your pencil in your pocket of your pants? Nah, Protected? keep it in a pencil case, mate. But not in your pants? Why would I keep it in my pants? What, what if I fell over and had a pencil jab into my balls? I was going around the, the, the trouser pant joke, but I guess, uh, okay. you know, you're too accustomed Point to Point down. Trouser so pants. I first, I first got there, and I, you know, people I was talking about, they want to see my pants, but... Uh... <laughs> but I'm, I'm going to erase <laughs> that as my one good. Okay. And I'm going to re-pencil in. Erase. Um, I love... The Adam Pierce switcheroo. Yeah, let's go. I think it's class. Really? I think it's really good. Like the way that he. Huh. Like, I didn't expect it. No, neither did I. I mean, we spoke about it, and we, we we kind of came to a conclusion before that actually this is going to be good. This is good. this match is going to be exciting and interesting. And we're, <laughs> we're, how's it going to work out? We get a week later, WWE gives us a middle finger and says, nah, we're not going to do that yeah, match. So I'm like, all right, fine. But the way that they did it with <laughs> like, the start of the show with Roman um, and, and Heyman, not quite sure why Apollo Crews was involved in that segment at some point. That was kind of weird. Oh, with the um, cool camera, though, when he comes out, right? <coughs> yeah, of course. That's the first time I think I saw the, the cool oh, the new uh, uh, Fox cameras that they the, have, the, the Ultra the HD 4K but yeah. when you come out with partners, it's weird because Paul Heyman and Jay were completely blurred. Yeah, it's so weird. So I was like, wow. And it makes sense only for Roman because if Roman comes out with someone, blur them. But if other people come out, I want to see everybody it in detail. It just looked detail. Like, like a 2K21 game. It freaks me out. I don't, I don't I like it. it, but I just don't want other people to be blurred. If, if it's Roman blurring to, people, yeah. it makes sense. If someone comes out with their manager and their manager is blurred, I don't like that. That's my only gripe. Yeah, so that that whole section I thought was class throughout the show. And then you get to the end, they both sign, and he goes, oh, I've been waiting all night for you to sign that. And I'm like, yeah. why would he be? Is he excited about this match? Yeah. And the way he feigns his injury as he's walking up the ramp yeah. is <laughs> perfect. Because it's like, so like, ah, oh, it's really sore. And then he gets to the top. And obviously plays on the fact that Paul's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just standard WWE nonsense. They just put a different name and pay-per-view on the top of it. It's the same. And he's like, well, yeah, it is. And that's why it says in it, subject to change. Damn, Kevin Owens, yes. <laughs> like, I just thought it was so well done. Um, like, I, I've said it a million times. I am a convert of the, the Roman Reigns stuff that's going on just now, Jason... You know, I've got you to thank for that. Yeah, bastard. But, um, <laughs> yeah, like, I'm loving it. And, and this is just another match that I'm, I know I'm going to enjoy it. The Royal Rumble. And it's a last man standing. Let's mm-hmm. do it. Let's do it. So, yeah. And the Miz is intertwined into all of this with his dirty briefcase. You never know. You never know. The Miz could just show up at any moment. Any moment. Didn't he say he's cashing in with the Goldberg match? Yeah, but is it's the Miz. Is he just saying that? 
He knows if he fails, he gets it back. <laughs> yeah, so what's yeah. the difference? He Basically, what both. he does is he just says to Morrison, here, mate, can you cash in for me so yeah. that I can get it back next week? <laughs> yeah, exactly. And he goes, yeah, no bother, no bother. That's all good. Um, so, yes, that is my one good. It's Adam Pearce bowing out and of a match and inserting... Love it. Uh, yeah, and I like Apollo talking to Roman and trying to like get to the table, I, you know? I like that because uh, Paul Heyman was giving him advice on talking smack. That's where it all uh, took Is that place. why it happened? Do you watch Talking uh, yeah. Smack usually, yeah. Jason? No, I didn't watch Talking Smack. They just brought it up on like a, like a I don't know, something Wait, I was watching or listening maybe, to a, a radio show. The, the <laughs> <No>. View? <laughs> But, um, yeah, so I like uh, him becoming part of the table, you know? Why not? I think there should be more of that, though. Like if The he, table. If, that should be uh, the name of his stable. If he, table if he's going to be the guy who... Um, what am I trying to say here? If he's the guy who's the head of the table and he's the one that's like, listen, I run this show. There should be more people coming mm-hmm. to Roman for either advice or... Yeah, now's the beginning. That's the beginning. Just the beginning. That's the beginning of that. That's sick. Now yeah. I'm excited about that. That's if cool. Apollo does it, and then you start getting other people coming to him, and then you've got He's... this dynamic where it's like Roman's the head, and nobody's going to Adam Pierce and Sonya Deville. Like, that's a good power yeah. shift. I love yeah. that. I love it. Mm. So yeah, hopefully more of it. But anyway, I digress, and we're moving on with time. So let's move on. To the sneaky, milky beast that is Waxy Mamba. <laughs> I suppose I can't delay any longer. Uh, my one good uh, from this week goes to NXT, and it is not a new faction. Well, somewhat new, but it is a faction nonetheless that is comprised of two men, two women, and it goes by the name The Way. And it is Johnny Gargano, Candice LeRae, Austin Theory, Indy Hartwell. The latter two I'm not uh, as big on, but I do love what Johnny Gargano and Candice LeRae are doing. They both had nice wins this week, a little schmozzy, of course, but it goes with their ratty heel characters. I especially loved uh, when, um, because Johnny Gargano faced Dexter Loomis this week, and Dexter Loomis, as we know, he likes to draw. He's the tortured artist. Uh, so Austin came up and he's like, hey, guy, he, he, he drew a picture of you. And Johnny's like, you think this is funny? And I like just the angry, he's almost like a mini Miz in some ways. Point, he's just cocky, <laughs> arrogant, bit of a rat. Um, I, it looks like he's having fun. Obviously, he's working with his wife, so I'm sure he loves that. He's a heel. He's looking good. He's North American champion. Uh, and I'm excited to see... It seems like now Johnny's got something with Kushida maybe brewing. And Candice has a feud sort of going with Shotzi Blackheart. A blood feud, if you will. So, I don't know. It's just something exciting. It's something that gives a different angle than just sort of Undisputed Era, Finn. It adds a little extra dimension to the top of the card, which I think uh, will be interesting going forward. And a great match between Johnny Gargano and Dexter Loomis as well. One that I also neglected to mention as a, a milky contender. Ooh. Not quite as high up as some of the other ones I mentioned, but it was good. I enjoyed it. It, it was a fun match. My one bad. 
is really anything involving the Mysterios uh, yeah. right now. It's not Baron Corbin. I, I actually quite like. I've Whoa. come around on Baron Corbin. Come really? King Corbin. Yeah, yeah, let's go. Is King, part of the kingdom. Part of the kingdom. He's he's good. He's good. Uh, the Mysterios are. They've been really really stagnant. Dominic came in against Seth. I actually found that really interesting. He looked good. When's the last time he wrestled? That pay-per-view, probably. I don't know. He just wears fancy, expensive fly outfits now. That's all he <laughs> That's does. What's it. your he character? So I wear it seems like him the, and his dad are, get, are arguing. I don't get their whole thing, though. Obviously, raising a match, and then he's on commentary. But Yeah, they wear he he can't, heel clothes. He doesn't, he doesn't know how to talk because he's... I know he's super he's so nice undeveloped, and, like, and they keep asking him questions. Sounds like a fan. Goes, oh yeah, but you know, my dad's a legend. Yeah, yeah, we understand that. You knob. Listen, <laughs> he's just sitting there, and he's like, "So, so Dominic, while well, your dad's getting his ass kicked in there, what, what's next for you? Oh, I want to win the tag team championships with my dad. No, hold on a minute. What are you on about? You, you can, you can barely lace up your boots. Never mind win a championship, mate." I, I don't get it either. It's it's not good. The last time we saw Dominic was in November. Yeah. In a match. He was in the Dark, yeah, really? the dark Battle Royal. Right. Ugh. Right. Oh, you yeah. mean the last time we Bef- saw him fight? Before that was October and 6th. I guess the... Murphy and Seth Rollins defeated Dominic and Humberto yeah. Carrillo. Speaking of Murphy, I guess... Yeah, where's Murphy? Murphy? Where's Murphy? Where's uh, the, the daughter? Where's the mom? Did, did we just drop the Mysterio family angle? Did we realize that the age difference between Murphy and uh, uh, girl Mysterio, whose name oh, I can't remember, Aaliyah. is Aaliyah, Aaliyah, isn't it? Aaliyah. Aaliyah, excuse me, is a little questionable. I don't know. Anyway, that, right now, and I, and I say this as a fan of Rey Mysterio, I like Rey Mysterio. It, it's not... It's not working, and it seems like they really built up this family thing to feud with Seth. Now that Seth's gone, they have this family here, and they don't know what to do yeah. with them. And what they're doing now isn't working. It's and it's not even. It's getting to a point where it's not even doing anything for King Corbin either. I think Corbin is a what good to, mid to upper card what heel. What happened to Corbin's pals? Yeah, where's his, where's they his friends? They just seem to disappear. The Kingsmen or whatever they were called. They're, they they got forgotten again. Yeah, the forgot the forgotten sons were forgotten <laughs> again. <laughs> That would be great. Just a, a bunch of segments of them getting, getting like forgotten at the airport. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. They, they drew numbers in the Royal Rumble, but they, they skipped over their numbers. Is the old uh, arena? They still haven't found their way to the new one yet? Yeah. The, the original yeah. Thunderdome. Yeah, they're in the performance oh, center. Oh, we forgot. Oh, we forgot them. Damn it. The octopus yeah, got that, them. That My God, the octopus. Ah, oh, right. See if that octopus makes an so appearance. there you go. The Royal Rumble. Not going to be happy. Maybe. Well, a very good series of goods and also some bads from the week. So uh, thank you, gentlemen, for that. I think it's time that we move on, unless anybody has anything else they want to mention, to Jason's Homework of the Week. Jason's Homework of the Week. Jason, over to you. What was our homework this week? 
Well, Jordan, your homework for this week was to tell me what your top four favorite interview segments were. I think that's the best way to put it. Or like talk shows hosted by wrestlers on Raw or SmackDown. Um, Yeah, just your top four favorite. There's been quite a few, you know, over the course of 30, 40 years. Um, So... In the interest of truth, mm. I'm going to start. Uh, um, yeah. And <laughs> I'm going to go with uh, my number four is going to be Carlito's Cabana. And this is, you know, partially because I'm a big Carlito mark. But, uh, you know, the um, the set was interesting. Carlito was a great talker, in my opinion. He, he was a good antagonist spits the apple on people it was just like i loved carlito so and it's cool so it's number four very simple um number three i'm gonna go with the highlight reel nice um obviously chris jericho is one of the best talkers of all time if not the best controversial Mm -hmm. maybe and um it gave us one of the most iconic moments in wrestling talk show segment history smashing the goat's head Shawn michaels through the geratron 6000 and uh yeah one of the most known moments in wrestling like people know about that so that's my number nice. 3 uh number 2 uh, i think i'm going to go with He's, he's still deliberating his list, apparently. My goodness. He's buffering. I'm going to go with King's Court. Oh, wow. Really? Now, I've, yeah, just because I've, I've experienced this mostly by watching old Raws, which I've been doing on the network. And, um, you know, back then, mid-90s, there wasn't a lot of, like, interesting talkers I guess obviously Jerry the King Lawler is one of the best he would come out in his entrance just talking to the crowd talking shit to people and it was hilarious so you know he carried he, he it was a very entertaining segment and um I just I just love Jerry the King Lawler so I'm gonna put him number nice. two number one I think is, is this is probably the best one uh it set the tone for the ones to come after it uh, one of the best talkers in the history of wrestling. It was very real. It had iconic moments. It had a beautiful set that fit him perfectly and a perfect name as well. It's uh, Piper's yeah. Pit. And, uh, you know, to be honest, this was before my time uh, when I was really into wrestling, but I have revisited them because of how good they are. A lot of memorable moments. Uh, I can't believe what... Roddy Piper was allowed to say what he was allowed to do. It just looked like they let him go, and it was it was it was raw and real. It didn't seem super scripted, and it looked like he was going off the cuff. And just he was he was a fantastic fantastic talker. It really kept your attention. Obviously, the controversial moments on the show, but it all goes to to say how good it was, and uh, it set the tone for people to come after him. So Piper's Pit has got to be number one for me. Nice. Good, good, great list. I'm going to rate it 7.25. <laughs> what do you think of uh, that? Okay, we're going to 
extra yeah, decimal I'm just, points. I'm doing I it. I'm going there. Extra thought. Why not? I like it. You know. Uh, but yeah, controversial moments. What? Here's another one. Yeah, like when he uh, uh, slammed the coconut against uh, Snooker's yeah. head. <laughs> That's so good. That was. Uh, there's a lot of questionable things oh, that yeah. happened in that interview, yeah. but you know we've talked about it before. I mean, uh, things are definitely a product of their time. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and I don't really think people care about uh, Jimmy Snook anymore, and he got his head yeah, exactly. with a coconut, so <laughs> oh, uh, it's okay. Yep. <laughs> yeah, that one. Get away with that exactly. one. Exactly. Nice. Um, yeah, so number two uh, <laughs> number two on the in the batting order of uh, this list. No, no. Who's going no, no, no. next? Like number two to, go, to share next. their list. Oh, number two. Oh, okay, who's going next? I get it. <laughs> Yeah, it's going to be uh, Brad. I'll have him in set, so I'll go quick here. Number four oh. for me was Carlitos Cabana. Super fun. Obviously, I love Carlito. Uh, number three, the highlight reel by Jericho. Obviously, super awesome. It's the exact same list. Um, <laughs> number two <laughs> was Piper's Pit. And number one for me was King's oh, okay, Court okay. because that's the first one that I have memories of. That's when the Bret, Bret Hart was on with Jerry oh, the King wow, Waller. Okay. Bret's been on it a few times, and Jerry would always make fun of him. And if you watch the Bret Hart Everything Bret Hart or anything Jerry and the Hart family is going to be comedic gold, right? Well, so fantastic. Absolutely amazing. Yeah. They overused Bret's family like crazy. Why were they always in the crowd? Well, why? Because it was funny because they made fun of them, I guess. <laughs> As a kid, you added to it because like, oh, you know, you, all you, they would push you all the time and thinking about Stu Hart's dungeon. And that's why Bret was so good. And that's why Bret is so tough. And that's why Bret beats these guys is because he was trained in the dungeon. All of this stuff, so... Yeah, uh, my number one is going to have to be that because of my memories. That's crazy. We picked the same four things. Not that there's like thousands yeah, to choose the same from. Four. That's why I was like, so I, I, I had a look. <laughs> out of interest, I had a look. That there was a list that I came across that had top 50 wrestling talk there's shows. There's been 50. 50. Well, like over the course of di like different like uh, nope. promotions WWF and everything. WWF and WWE, fifty. Wow. Oh, actually, that no included way. WCW. Actually, maybe we need to go back and rewatch oh, all of them okay. because uh, maybe I didn't do enough research on this. I just went off of what I, I feel like I've I missed know. out. But if I'm honest, when Amazing. I went through them, I knew about ten of them. So <laughs> that's like all I could. Uh, wrote, I wrote down like uh, eight that I just knew, and that's it. Yeah. Fuck! There I should have went back and uh, there's now there's lots to watch. Actually, interesting. I've got something to do. Yeah, but it seems like you had memories of yeah. those. It, it's all good. Uh, yeah, so let's carry on with the body and his list. Okay. Um, only one of mine has been mentioned so far. Awesome. Yes, yeah, good. I'm glad. Yeah, there we go. Um, number four. Um, and it's... This was a very, very short-lived talk show. I think there was three episodes in total, something like that. Very, very short-lived, uh, but one of the most impactful in my mind, mostly because um, R.I.P. Um, poor Mitch the Houseplant was destroyed on this particular talk yes. show. It is the Ambrose Asylum. Anything Dean Ambrose does is class, right? And if I'm honest, the only reason that is in my list is because of the feud that it came out of, Ambrose versus Jericho. Um, I don't know if you guys remember this, but it was 
Uh, the Ambrose Asylum only came about because Stephanie McMahon cancelled the highlight reel and gave the TV time to Ambrose. So if I'm honest, the actual show was crap, but it was just that feud was so good that I had to give that a wee mention there at number four. And of course, like I say, Mitch, the house plant, some kind of <laughs> fern in a pot, yeah. got smashed over somebody's head. So that's Is that a shout great. out to Between Two Ferns? Was Zach Galifianakis? Uh, there you go. Great film, actually. Great film. Um, number three, though, moving on. The Cutting Edge. Mm. It is the talk show that started Rated RKO. That's how they became a tag team, was on that damn show. Oh. And it's also where there was an announcement that there was going to be a live sex session, of course. Um, I don't <laughs> think it went ahead as far as I remember. Otherwise, I really need no, to go did. back and watch that episode. But, yeah. It was the Cutting most watched edge. episode in the history of, of wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> because yeah. of the live Those sex that- celebration. Why not? And they just right? got under the covers, and there was some, you know, some movement, and then it was stopped, obviously. But yeah. I remember that being the... a teenage boy, I tuned in. <laughs> exactly right. Well, this was yeah. this was just after he beat Cena. Is that right? If I remember, or the spinner belt. Still feuding. Yeah. With Cena. yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was yeah. just after that. So obviously, like, it's in that kind of time where we're, you know, especially me anyway, and, and I, I guess maybe Wax is about the same age as me. We're in that kind of time where it was everything was a bit edgy, but it wasn't like full rated R type nonsense. So yeah, yeah, that was cutting edge was class. I I really enjoyed that, and like I say, there's been a couple of good moments come out of it, so that's good. Um, number two, Ms. TV, Ms. TV's yeah. class, more so in recent times. I think. Do you remember when they first introduced um, Talking Smack? And Miz was kind of a nobody, well, not a nobody, but Miz was kind of mid-card. And then he appeared on Talking Smack and started doing, um, like, cutting promos about how much he hated Daniel Bryan and all that kind of stuff a few years ago now. It was pretty much ever since then, whenever Miz TV was a thing, he would, and he did it again against um, Sheamus recently. Miz does these huge long rants where he talks about how good he is and how pish somebody else is because they're just not around as often as Mrs. Those rants really make that. There's obviously a bit of banter back and forth and a bit of, you know, he's having a laugh and, and then suddenly he just hunkers down, gets really serious and just throws some, you know, verbiage at the other guy and just like, take this guy, asshole. So yeah, Ms. TV and his rants, class. And of course... Number one, can't not mention it, is the highlight reel. There's been so much on the highlight reel with Chris Jericho, whether it be um, Shawn Michaels or whether it be Kevin Owens and all the stuff that happened there. There's been plenty that's happened um, on the highlight reel and involving the highlight reel. So yeah, I couldn't not mention it. I will say wrestling talk shows are possibly my least favourite section or segment that they do on on TV. I don't know about you guys, but while I'm happy to watch them and, and they bring something to it, when they're done too often, there's, yeah, I'm not a massive fan Depends, of it. Depends, like, 
certain, only special guys can really carry it. it yeah, like you know? when people start bringing it, I'm doing a talk show. Why? Because you've got nothing else to do on the card. Well, just have a match then. Just like we don't need to see. Why can't we just see a promo with you backstage fight? You know, against somebody rather than make a talk show just to start a feud. I don't get it. But but yeah. Anyway, that's just a. Uh, what uh, an additional little piece of nugget what a gift. Right there. Thank you, Jordan, for always dropping gifts on us. What a great list. I give it 7.24, just oh, so you it's a son little of bit a worse bitch. than What did you give mine? Uh, same as Assassin's Creed Valhalla, 7.9. 7.9, yeah. He gets a higher rating than me. <laughs> Because it's the same list as Jason's. Oh, so yeah. Yeah, so but, but he, had, he just had one and two were mixed up. That's all. So he, he didn't, he's not in the eights. But let's go with the waxy, oiled-up snake waxman and see if he can get in the waxy, oiled snake or what? <laughs> Hopefully. Well, uh, let, me, let me start by saying that I, I agree with Jordan, and I'm also not a huge fan of interview shows or, or superstar talk shows it's never really been super interesting to me so a lot of the ones i picked just belong to superstars i like because it means i get to see more of them uh and so i'll start with number four and this one uh this one you might say won't count so i do have a backup if uh if this doesn't count so no worries but my number four is z true long island story from zach Ryder. What? Uh, yeah, I'll let it count, even though it's not quite what I w- wanted. You know, I know it's not quite what you were looking for, because obviously it was his own thing. It wasn't produced by WWE. It didn't happen. It was on YouTube. In the ring, it was a YouTube thing. But what made it significant is yes, sometimes he would have some. You know, Tom Phillips was on it a bunch, <laughs> and uh, uh, the Big O or the whatever star. his name is. What his a name star! Come on, and his dad. Big O? <laughs> no, there was another guy. It wasn't Big E. It big, was o. big O. Yeah. They've got all the alphabet there. Big big F. Big, big Q. Big it got him over. It got him over. So, yeah. It whatever. got him I'll, over. I'll allow it. He became the internet champions. Uh, the only internet champion in WWE history, really. Uh, and you know what? Yeah, it got him over. It got him championship runs he probably would not have gotten uh, had he not taken the initiative to do this. So... I still don't think he could have. He, he went as high as he could have, but yeah, it was an entertaining show. I, I I remember I watched it. I watched it every week just to see what he was doing. It, it was pretty funny. I enjoyed it enough, and and it got to the point where even uh, like people like the Miz and John Cena were tuning in and like talking him up and saying, yeah, you know, he's great. So, Current internet champion him. would be who? He has a lot of charisma. Ooh, I guess maybe someone who's streaming a lot or doing a. Woods. Uh, it would be um, maybe Xavier thinking. Woods, yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. sure. Yeah. Except for, I feel like Internet Champion is kind of like something you give, you know, one of the lesser Lana. talents on exactly. the roster. Ex- I feel like he's too Internet good. Internet Champion, he's too good. Natalia, Lana. fair enough. <laughs> Lana, there we go. So that's my... oh yeah, it could be Lana actually because she's yeah. That's my number Sorry. four. Okay. My number three is also Miz TV. Uh, again, I like The Miz. He's a great talker. He, again, like Jordan said, he kind of, through his talking, through getting better at, at speaking, he really pushed himself higher up in the sort of and hierarchy of he the He really roster. sucked, too. He really sucked at the yeah. start. 
He was terrible. Remember when he was hosting yeah. the Diva Search? Oh, oh my God. God. He was with the cargo short uh, faux oh, hawk. His hat? I mean, oh. sign of the times, definitely. But yeah, he was really, really bad at first. And definitely just a testament to how far he's come. And obviously with Morrison there, too, they have a great chemistry. It's just fun. The Miz is so easy to hate. He's got that face. He's got the <laughs> yeah. smarmy attitude. The French Canadian girlfriend. You know, he's French, yeah. French Canadian <laughs> wife. Yeah, exactly. So I'll go with Ms. TV. Uh, and number two for me is the Peep Show. Yeah, so I knew you had to, I thought it was gonna be number one. Yeah. Of course, I had to say it that. Deserves to be big, number one. Uh, I, I was close to number one. Uh, close, close as you can get one, without getting there. But um, <laughs> that's right. It's one away from number one, really. <laughs> it, and and. Christian, I'm a huge Christian fan. I've been told I resemble resemble or Christian look exactly alike. Somewhat. <laughs> anyway, well, I guess look exactly alike. But uh, again, uh, a really entertaining superstar. One of those mid card heels. And I find like mid card heels. They're they're some of the best talk show hosts because they use it to create heat. They use it to build entertainment, and of course, you just have the face come out and beat them up it's easy cheap pops and so christian carlito miz these are perfect perfect talk show hosts even piper's pit roddy piper that's a good point Radio. even though he's a legend at the time he was like uh, that you know he wasn't always in the title picture he was definitely more mid-card heel no exactly and number one, I got to go with the highlight reel. It's the first one that I saw, like Jordan. It had some great moments. That The one that stands out for me is when John Cena got drafted to Raw for the first time and Jericho turned heel by attacking him. And, and sort of, I think, I think they started a feud for the title as well. Um, a lot of big moments. As Jason mentioned, Jericho putting Sean through the uh, Jeritron 5,000, 6,000, 7,000, 12,000. And then Kevin Kevin Owens doing the same thing to Jericho a few years later. Nice little poetic turnabout. Uh, so yeah, there's my list again. I, I'm not. I was never a huge uh, talk show guy, but usually if I like the the wrestler, I like how they talk. I'm gonna like a show that features them talking. So there you go. Plus, a lovely list gets a seven point nine 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 nine. <laughs> Wow. Disappoint, 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 disappoint. <laughs> disappoint, disappoint, disappoint. Uh, I just want to give a special shout-out to the barbershop, Brutus the Barber Beefcake, because the most special moment of all time that launched the career of the GOAT happened there when he took Marty Jannetty's head and smashed it through the window and you, never looked back. Do you think that show and that moment more specifically are more remembered than Brutus the Barber Beefcake himself? Yes, uh, that is yeah. quite possible. Well, put it this yeah, way. I think so. I, so I tried to, I was trying to think about that moment. And I was like, that happened on a talk show. And I couldn't remember what the talk show was. But I remember it happening on a, like an interview talk show thing. And I, I had to oh. search online, Marty Jannetty, Shawn Michaels interview talk show, and then yeah. found yeah. what the talk show was. That's, so I remember wow, the moment, okay. but I couldn't remember but, where it happened. Such there's another iconic moment that happened on the... I should have put this in my list. The, sec, the second iconic moment was when Sid Vicious was like... He was really angry. I guess they were, he was talking to someone on the barbershop. He picks up a chair and he starts destroying the barbershop. I don't know if you've seen this. If you haven't, go look it on YouTube. 
and he's swinging it around like crazy, smashing the windows and everything. And then he swings down and hits like a Barbasol can, like one of those that's like compressed yeah, yeah, yeah. air inside. And it shoots right into his face and smashes into his face and it erupts with like uh, <laughs> shaving powder all over his face. And it, he doesn't break character. He just turns around and he's got a big mark on his face and he's wow. got like shaving powder dripping off of him. And he's like, rah, rah, he's just barking at everyone. Huge botch, Amazing. but a class act to not break character, even though that thing's just, like shot Where into his face like a bullet. Where did the debut? Is that a talk show? Like why are they in like, or is that just part of the set? <laughs> I, I don't know. I, don't I think it, it might have been. It might have been a talk like, show. Are they all there? This <laughs> sparkly stormtrooper man, fat boy runs <laughs> through and jumps over the thing. There's and you got that, Sid. I don't think you can top that moment. Like, too. it's like so good. Like, yeah. No, he said like uh, he said like oh, I tripped or something. <laughs> but of course, he breaks character. Yeah, right is, is, is. Worst even, part even is, is that. Let's just, yeah, even if he didn't trip, how yeah, how exactly. are they going to sell that character? No, like, <laughs> and it, even if he didn't trip, like it's him tripping best. was the best <laughs> thing that could have happened to that segment because exactly. otherwise it's it just nothing. Like if he comes out with a sparkly stormtrooper <laughs> helmet, a big fat belly, and, and a big rug on his shoulders, <laughs> and the voice is someone else yeah. doing it, I gotta get you. <laughs> The, the, the shock master. He's here. Uh, it actually happened on a flare for the gold. With Rick okay, Flair. so it was Flair's talk show, right? So I got a whole fucking yeah. house as his talk show? No. <laughs> wow. That's so good. <laughs> Class. Here comes Mongo. Falls over the thing. Stupid bucket comes off his head. Sparkly great. bucket. Puts it back on. Gets up. And just talks in this insane accent. And they cut to like the other guys. They're all like... How do you? And Sid Vicious then, is like, ah. Oh. <laughs> surely this is in the time when it wasn't, it wasn't aired live. Just re-record it. Everything's live. I think it was, it was live. Pay-per-view. back then. It was a paper. I think it was a pay-per-view. Ah, uh, maybe it was pay-per-view. Oh, maybe I don't know. That's fair. Either way, it's so good that it's this that is it ridiculous. came out and it's. One of the best moments, obviously, in wrestling history, and it's so famous. But I, I still pop, and I still, I can't help but I was just dying laughing because it's. You think back, and you think of everything that had to go wrong for that amazing moment to happen, and it did. <laughs> Usually, so many things have to go right, but in this case, so much. It's one of those things wrong. that you look back and you think, if you, if you're creative, then what, what was, what was your best case scenario? What did you? What, I think what that's what it was. was gonna happen? <laughs> yeah. What do you think was gonna happen? Class. Sparkly torture helmet. That alone is just I don't know. Everything about that moment is so <sighs> magical. Um Lovely. I wanna know where that helmet is now. It should be it's probably well, the tours that they do be. of that WWE warehouse is <laughs> one of the most incredible things. And every WWE fan is like in such awe of that thing. They have everything in there. The SmackDown fist, they have all the props, they have yeah, caskets upon caskets upon caskets in that haunted place. They have the octopuses in there somewhere. He must be back home. I don't know. Bastard. As you could put that fist on your house, <laughs> like in the front of your house. <laughs> pointing, right over the front door. in or out. <laughs> oh, okay. Out. <laughs> Always. Don't want to fist well, yourself. Well, you depends. Put it, you put it out. <laughs> mm. Yeah, true. Class. Well, thank you, Jason, for another lovely homework. Absolutely. Do, do we... It was a cracking list. Do we have a homework for next week yet, or do you still need some time to prepare? 
Look at the note and see if there's one there that tickles um, your fancy, Jason. There's been some really nice uh, options dedicated to us from the body from Kirkati himself, who's having a power outage right now as we speak over there. The yeah, all my lights have died. <laughs> oh, oh. Yeah, so next week we'll be leading into the Royal Rumble, so it should be like Royal Rumble related, right? Well, that's your homework. You should decide, but yes, I think so. Okay, I just top four favorite Royal Rumble moments. Simple. Moment. Okay. Now we're talking let's, the pay-per-view or the match. The match. Sorry, okay, sorry. The let's match. clarify the match. moments. What do you mean? Literally anything that happened during the okay. match. Top, top that you, four is a moment that you enjoyed during a Royal Rumble moment. match. It could be someone, a girl in the audience flashed someone and they showed it. Or whatever. It doesn't matter. Yeah. <laughs> Lovely. Fine. I can go with that. So it could be a surprise yeah. return. It could be a debut. Surprise return. Someone a Kofi winning, moment. It just has to be involved whatever. in that match specifically. Okay. A good elimination, okay. someone winning. Yeah. Cool. Sure. I love it, Jason. I love it. Lovely, Jay. Yeah. Well. I love oh, yeah. the Rumble. The love best. the Rumble. Yeah, the I'm looking forward to it. Obviously, we'll we'll cover it a lot next week, but it's it's I know it's the road to WrestleMania and all that kind of stuff, but it's the only pay-per-view that is gimmicky. But it works, in my opinion. Like, we know what we're getting out of a Royal Rumble pay-per-view. Funnily enough, we're getting a Royal Rumble. But I'm excited to see that match every year. I kind of don't want to see Battle Royals any other time throughout the year because I just want to see this one. So, yeah, I'm, I'm buzzing for it. I'm buzzing. And that's the last pay-per-view they had with a full audience, it isn't was, it? Because yeah. I remember me and Brad Crazy. watching it at our friend's house, and we like yeah, we we got together. We did. Yeah. Oh, maybe we can do that game that they played. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Random okay. numbers and see who's who's uh, superstar takes it. I won. We'll see that what happens this year. Let's... Maybe you'll win again. It takes a lot of skill to draw the right number, so we'll see what happens. You can <laughs> trade. You can trade. Did you trade remember? for the winner? No, you kept your winner. I think so. <laughs> All right. Well, if there's Love nothing it. else, guys, there's not perfect. On behalf of the entire Four Jobbers team, my name is Ginger Heat. Thank you so much for listening to another episode. You can reach out to us at the Four Jobbers on social media, hello at the fourjobbers.com, or our social media links are down below. And if you'd like to have any content, if you have any suggestions, whatever, let us know. And hopefully, we will be coming soon to YouTube. Jason has a fantastic idea for our initial kickoff show for YouTube. I uh, hope you're all excited. Get hyped because it's coming your way. Thank you so much for listening, everybody, and we will see you next week. See.